You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. They are our title sponsor. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. A lot to get to on a Monday edition of the show. We need to talk a little bit about Caleb Lohner and the situation involving him trying to get out of his national letter of intent with the University of Utah, as it sounds like he is trying to transfer and play for BYU, or I guess not even transfer, sign with BYU and play for the Cougars. Also need to talk about the greatest player where the number 87 in a BYU uniform as our player countdown series rolls on here on the podcast. And also on today's podcast, you'll hear an exclusive one-on-one conversation with recent BYU football commit Weston Jones. What made him want to pull the trigger and join the BYU football program? We'll let him explain on today's edition of the show. With that rundown out of the way, let's get going here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for June 8th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Big thank you once again for your continued support of this podcast. If you're new to the show, hey, welcome on in. We are the original daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. We aim to make it fun to be a BYU fan with BYU Sports Talk every day in a short-form podcast format. Make sure to follow the show if you're listening to us on Spotify. Hit that follow button. Hit the subscribe button if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. Those seem to be the big two hotspots that people listen to podcasts on, but we are available everywhere else podcasts can be found. Apple Podcasts, like I said, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, the TuneIn Podcast app, I think, has us on there, Google Podcasts, Overcast. In essence, Anywhere and everywhere a podcast can be listened to, you can find us. So a big thank you in advance for your support of the show. And make sure to follow us so that way you never miss an episode of the show each and every day. Uh, starting today's show, let's talk some BYU basketball. Some news came out late last week that Caleb Lohner, a product of Wasatch Academy in Mount Pleasant, Utah, has asked the University of Utah for a release from his national letter of intent. Now, uh, Loner grew up the son of Matt Loner, who was a guard for BYU in the mid-1990s. Matt played for BYU from 1994 to 1996, and Caleb is just a standout basketball player, a top 100 prospect nationally. Uh, The program down there with Wasatch Academy plays what they call an independent schedule in the state of Utah, essentially where they go around the country playing against the top competition And Caleb was a standout player on that team. He signed with the University of Utah in the early signing period last November with the intent of becoming a University of Utah basketball player. But in recent days, there have been a lot of rumors about him being interested in uh, joining the BYU basketball program after all, considering his connections to the program, etc., Well, he formally asked for that release from his national letter of intent late last week, and as of recording of this podcast, no word has come from the the University of Utah about if they will release Lohner from that national letter of intent. Some of you are probably wondering, well, what are Lohner's options here as he tries to get this release for that national letter of intent? Essentially, what he would need to do is he would uh, need to get that release and then sign with BYU, uh, essentially a grant and aid agreement. Not a true national letter of intent, but he would sign essentially a scholarship agreement to join the BYU basketball program if he is released from the University of Utah. 
if he is not released by Larry Kriskoviak and the Utes, well, he still can transfer to wherever he wants to go, but under current NCAA bylaws, he would have to pay his way for one year at the new university of his choice, which according to reports is Brigham Young University. Now, in terms of his ability to play this coming season, if he were to have to follow that route, he would have to seek a waiver from the NCAA, essentially petition for immediate eligibility, because if he's not released from his national letter of intent, he is subject to transfer rules under the NCAA bylaws, which would indicate that he would have to sit out his freshman season as a quote-unquote transfer player from Utah to BYU. Do I believe that he could get that waiver approved? Yes, I think so. I think the NCAA has become much more amenable to giving guys immediate eligibility in special circumstances. And I don't know exactly what you would apply for under that special circumstances if you're the loner family. But my hope is the University of Utah sees this as we don't need to deal with the PR fallout that would come from us playing hardball with this young man, especially in light a few years ago of the David Collette situation where the University of Utah went through some pretty uh, questionable back channels to get Collette to transfer after the semester had begun from, the, from Utah State to the University of Utah. Uh, essentially, this is almost a, a reverse of the situation of that situation for Utah, if that makes sense. Colette was more of a proven product, there's no doubt. He had been a standout player at Utah State before joining the Utes. But Loner is a high school product coming in and expected to take on a, a significant role on a young Utah team. My hope, and I just this is just my personal take on it, is that Larry Kriskoviak understands, you know what, I don't need the PR nightmare that would come with this because if he plays hardball with the loner family, then the media, and I, I am part of the media, is going to hammer him uh, just because of the fact he's not playing ball and not allowing a young man who has decided that he wants to go to a new university, even if it is your arch rival, uh, to go to that school. Like I said, nothing is stopping Caleb Lohner from joining the BYU basketball program. The only thing that's at stake right now is the extra paperwork and the appeals process in terms of getting his eligibility for this coming season, uh, 2020 and 2021, pending how Utah decides to respond to this. Like I said, my hope is that Utah will release him from that national letter of intent and allow him to sign with BYU and be immediately eligible. But if it doesn't come to that, Loner can go to BYU, pay his way for a year. And the nice part is, is Brigham Young University in terms of tuition and room and board, etc. It's a bargain compared to many universities around the country. And then he would have to petition the NCAA for immediate eligibility as an exception uh, to the national letter of intent rules that bind him to the university of utah so the ball is in utah's court there's no doubt about it and they'll have to decide what they want to do with regards to this but it is my hope that they will understand you know what it's not worth the fight here i think a guy like kalani satake has said it best if a young man doesn't want to be at my program this is BYU's football's head coach if a young man doesn't want to be in my program I'm going to let him go find the right spot for him. Will Larry Kriskoviak and the University of Utah subscribe to that same theory? That's a question I cannot answer, and we're going to find out here in the next little bit, hopefully, what they decide to do. And my hope is that they will see that, you know what, let's let this young man go play where he wants to play. And my hope is they get him at BYU because I'm telling you guys, Caleb Lohner, I thought BYU would have been 
a great fit for him originally, and it looked like all things were pointing to him signing with the Cougars until he decided to switch course and chase other opportunities and ultimately signed with Utah like we've talked about. But I'm telling you guys, Loner is the type of guy that BYU's been looking for, a wing player who has elite athleticism to both uh, impact the offensive and defensive ends of the court. Uh, He's more of an offensive-minded player, but most guys at the high school level are. You're elite athletes, and your hope is you want to score buckets. So he has done that. The one positive of him playing at Mount Pleasant and Dave Evans' program down there is that this is a program that has guys who go to D1 universities up and down the roster. So there's no real uh, ball hog mentality with this team. They share the ball. They distribute it. They play as a team. They work together as a team. They live together as a team. So I think that Caleb Lohner is going to be ahead of the game joining uh, the BYU basketball program if it ultimately comes to fruition. And I think he's going to fit in and understand his role as a freshman is to come in and not take all the shots, but to work within the framework of this basketball program. Our good friends at Vanquish the Foe, uh, uh, Robbie McCombs and the guys over there had a report saying that the biggest reason for his deciding to transfer, speaking of Caleb Lohner, is his desire to play in a more free-flowing offense like BYU runs. I'm telling you, Loner would be a great fit for BYU, and I'm hoping that it all works out for him. And it sounds like all indications are he's going to join BYU one way or the other. And I think he'd be a great addition for the BYU basketball program. The only hope and only concern I have is will he be eligible to play this coming season for the Cougars? And I hope that sanity prevails. Utah says, you know what? We're going to let release him. We're going to let him go where he wants to go. And all things are hunky-dory on that end. But we all know this is going to be just one of those things that just doesn't uh, play out to everybody's satisfaction. That's just how it's going to go. But regardless, Caleb Lohner will be a fantastic addition for the BYU basketball program and hoping he's eligible to play this coming fall for the Cougars. All right, coming up here in just a second, we're going to talk some BYU football. You're going to hear from a recent BYU commit, Weston Jones, offensive lineman from Romeo, Michigan, an exclusive conversation here on the podcast about his decision as to why he committed to BYU last week. We'll get to that here in just a second. Before we do that, though, today's title sponsor on the podcast is our good friends at Built Bar, a local company here along the Wasatch Front, and they are truly revolutionizing the protein bar game. Built Bars are absolutely delicious. I crave my protein bars now when I when I eat a pro, when I eat a built bar. They are just that good. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They have every flavor profile I think to satisfy anybody's palate. Check them out guys, builtbar.com. You can learn more about this company. They're absolutely great. And the best part is these protein bars are healthy. They're low calorie, low fat, but high protein, high fiber. They can help anybody along their weight loss journey or their weight gain journey. If you're, regardless of where you're at, you're health conscious guy or gal, a lot of us are in this day and age. And the best part is, is these protein bars can help you regardless of where you're at. I'm the type of guy who's trying to cut weight, lose a lot of weight. I've got a lot of what we'll call puppy fat. Well, guess what? Built Bar can help you guys regardless of where you're at in your life. Check them out, builtbar.com. And if you use the promo code locked on, you'll get $10 off your first order. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal deal to try the best tasting protein bars on the market. You don't need a gallon of milk to wash down your old school protein bars. You will crave Built Bars. They are absolutely delicious. Check them out, builtbar.com. Once again, use the promo code locked on, get $10 off your first order. And join up with our friends at Built Bar. They are 
absolutely f- delicious, and we love having them on board here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. And by extension, the Locked On Podcast Network. So check it out. Once again, that's our promo code Locked On at BuiltBar.com. Save $10 on your first order, and let them know that Locked On Cougars sent you when you stop by. Let's get to a conversation I had with Weston Jones, a BYU commit now in the 2021 football class. He's going to go on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints before enrolling with the Cougars. So you will not see him on campus until what, 2023 or 2024. But I can tell you this much, guys, he's excited to be a BYU Cougar. And so here you go. Without further ado, Weston Jones, Romeo, Michigan's own with myself, Jay Catch on Locked on Cougars. Please welcome in now Weston Jones from Romeo High School in Romeo, Michigan, a guy we've had on the podcast in the past. Uh, Weston, thanks for coming back on. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Well, the big news, obviously, you announced your commitment to BYU. How does it feel to have that out of the way now and be committed and know you're going to be a Cougar? Yeah, I mean, it feels great. I know I've always wanted to be a Cougar and um, to finally commit. um, Finally, it's like a dream come true. And now I can focus on my senior season. What went into this decision? I know that's a pretty pretty broad question, but what went into it? I mean, um, definitely uh, a lot of everything. So definitely the coaches, my family uh, played a big deal in it. Um, but I mean, I just wanted to go wherever I felt like I would become the best version of myself. And I felt like BYU was that place for me. I really love the coaching staff. I really love the football program um, and the entire campus when I went there. Yeah, obviously BYU is a little ways away from home, but you are a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, obviously. How much of a draw was that? I mean, uh, yeah, that's always a draw. Um, And I always wanted to go somewhere where I feel like my morals would be upheld, and I feel like BYU is the place for me. And I prayed about it a lot, and I felt like this was the right place for me to go. So I think, uh, I mean, it's always a lure to go somewhere where the church is, but... um, so that was always a big deal. You and I talked when we had the, our initial conversation, our first interview here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. We talked about the fact that you felt like you could play any position along the offensive line. Uh, has BYU indicated to you where they think you're going to slot into the next level? Yeah. So, um, I mean, they've kind of seen me more as an interior offensive lineman. Um, and I, I definitely agree. I think I can definitely play on the interior offensive line. I mean, just through my high school, I've been playing tackle, but I'm, I definitely will be playing, probably be playing interior, and I have been playing growing up, so uh, not a big deal with that, but I'm, I'm really excited. When I've, uh, when I've seen people talk about your game where they kind of compare you, they actually compare you to a guy currently at BYU, James Ampey, obviously a highly thought of center, a uh, guy who could potentially go to the NFL next year, it look, looks like, after his junior season. Do you feel like his game and your game uh, compare, or do you think there's somebody else that you compare your game to? Um, yeah, I think so. I think we're both um, athletic and fast. I mean, it's hard to compare to a guy like that who's an amazing football player and um, already has an amazing reputation. So, um, I mean, it's a lot to live up to to be compared to him. So, <laughs> uh, Obviously, when you, you're comparing two different levels of football, obviously, but you obviously have had some big-time offers. We saw places like Indiana and Virginia had given you offers in recent days. It seemed like the, most of the MAC had given you offers. What, in your mind, uh, put BYU over the top? Um, I think just a combination of everything. 
because all of the schools had something different that was um, great. But I mean, BYU just had something special. I think it, um, it had a com- I think it just had a combination of everything for me. It was always a place I've always wanted to go. Um, the education is amazing, but mainly the football program is where, I, and that's where I wanted to play football at. Who was the coach you built most your relationship with? Was it Coach Mateos, Coach Grimes? Who'd you have the best and most contact with? Uh, definitely Coach Mateos. Yeah, so um, that's who I talk to most, and it's just been great building a relationship with him. I've had a chance to speak with him and interview him multiple times. He seems like a pretty fun-loving guy, always fun to talk to, but at the same time, when it's time to get down to business, he's not afraid to let you know what what's what. Has he had that kind of that similar uh, situation, a similar relationship with you as I kind of described there? Yeah, definitely, and that's definitely what I want in a coach. I want someone who's going to get down to business and hold me accountable, and uh, I think we could really build trust there. And I think, yeah, I, uh, everything you said um, is everything I've heard. Um, I've always heard great stories about him. Um, so I'm really excited. Have you talked with Coach Grimes or Kalani at all, Coach Satake? Yes, I have. So I've talked to Satake and uh, Coach Grimes, and they're both amazing people. Um, I've always heard good things about them too. And uh, I can really tell that they, um, they are good people when I talk to them, which is really good to, really good to know. You are coming all the way from Michigan to play at BYU. You said you visited out here. You enjoyed the campus, all the different things about it. Uh, do you have family out this way? What what is your what is your connection to Utah, if anything at all? Um, yeah, so both of my parents graduated from BYU. Um, a lot of my siblings go to BYU, um, but I mean, when it came down to it, my parents never tried to push me towards BYU. They always said I could go anywhere I wanted to. Um, they were always. Um, they never tried to like say you should go to BYU. They said they say every option is good, that I should pray about it and go where I want. But I felt like this was the best place for me. Now, as you look towards your senior season of football, obviously we're all hoping that football season starts on time. There's the whole deal with the pandemic going on. What is the biggest thing you're going to focus on and work on as a senior? Uh, I mean, I think I'm definitely going to work on most about leading my team. Um, I definitely want to have a successful senior year. And that's most important right now. And that's um, forefront, um, number one on my goal right now. Uh, I just really want to get stronger, get better prepared for college football. When, okay, this is kind of an interesting question. In terms of accomplishing that, in terms of getting stronger, et cetera, is it simply a matter of getting in the weight room more? Or is it something you feel like you need to work with a strength coach, uh, your coaches? How, how are you going to go about that? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I think it's a combination of all of them. So getting stronger in the weight room, obviously, but, I mean, getting field strength, too, which I think is very important. Um, Getting a higher IQ of the football game, um, different schemes. Just, I mean, just overall becoming a better football player so I can uh, better adapt. Do you feel like I, I, we've talked about this when we had you on the podcast originally, but I, for people that may not have heard that original interview, what are your strengths as an offensive lineman in your mind? So I think my strength as an offensive lineman is uh, my athletic ability. I think I'm a lot, usually I'm a lot quicker, um, more athletic than the, than most other tackles that I've met and played against. Um, so I think I really use that to my advantage. Um, really uh, use my uh, side to side poles pretty well. So I think that's what I usually use as my, um, it's probably one of my uh, greatest attributes. 
Did that? Uh, so you mentioned the fact your athleticism. When you've seen BYU's offense in action, do you feel like it, it's a it's a good fit for your game, your ability? Because we've seen guys like James Empey. As a center, he's pulling on certain plays in the BYU offense, but their guards pull fairly regularly as well. Is that something you feel like fits your game well? That offense. Yeah, definitely. And I've been growing up watching their um, watching their football schemes and their play types. So I think I could definitely fit right in there. Um, I think their play style is very, very similar to me. So I think it would be a, a great fit. Uh, last thing for me here, Weston, is I, I wanted to kind of open the floor to you. Is there anything that you want BYU fans to know about yourself, know about your game as you get ready to be a Cougar, uh, whatever that is? Uh, I'm just super excited to, to become part of Cougar Nation. Uh, I'm super excited to get down there and get to play for BYU. Um, it's a special place and it's an amazing school and um, I'm just super excited about it. Thank you. Well, Weston, can't thank you enough. Congratulations once again on your commitment and we're looking forward to tracking you in BYU Blue eventually down the road here, okay? Thank you very much for having me. There you go, Weston Jones, Romeo High School in Romeo, Michigan, and you can tell he is upbeat and excited to be a BYU Cougar, and a big thank you once again to him for joining us here on the podcast. You can search him out on Twitter at W underscore Jonesy 33 if you want to thank him for his time here on the podcast. When we have guests on, when they hear from our listeners, it actually makes them more inclined to come back on the podcast, and like I said, he's a repeat guest. We've had him on uh, when he originally uh, had started talking with BYU, kind of getting his interest, but now that he's committed, you really can tell that Weston Jones is excited to be a part of the BYU football program, and I really do think he can have the impact of an interior lineman of the caliber of a James Empey or a Tristan Hodge. He can be a guy who can be an NFL prospect. You see it in his game film, and it's exciting to have him on board as a part of the 2021 BYU football recruiting class. All right, coming up here in just a second, we're going to stick with the BYU football theme. We need to get to our player countdown series. We are 87 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season at Rice Eccles Stadium. Who is the greatest Cougar to wear the number 87? We'll get to that here in just a second. Before we do that, though, if you're listening to this podcast, I want to ask you guys, especially those of you listening on Apple Podcasts, to leave us a five-star rating and a short review of what you like about the show. Those five-star ratings are really important to the success and the the popularity of this podcast. Our rankings on the iTunes charts, especially in the football rankings, have remained steady in the top 200 rankings. And that's a big thank you to you guys because there are thousands and upon thousands of podcasts out there. And we ranked among the top 200 football podcasts across the spectrum of football. It's a big thank you to you guys. So make sure to leave those ratings and reviews and really help us get the word out about this podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts. And a big thank you in advance for doing so because you in turn are helping us find BYU fans and BYU fans find us. As I just mentioned, BYU football, 87 days away, y'all. We're getting close. Uh, It's exciting to do this. We've been doing this player countdown series since we got to 100 days out to the rivalry game to kick off the 2020 football season. And it looks like all, all all things are go, at least based on what I'm reading right now about football this fall. Obviously, there are still concerns regarding the COVID-19 pandemic, and there will be until we ultimately have a vaccine or this virus decides, you know what, I'm taking off, but that doesn't seem likely. But we are 87 days away, and we are talking about the greatest players to wear those respective numbers in BYU sports history. 
with these numbers in the 90s and the 80s, the vast majority, if not all of them, have been football players to this point. So let's talk about the greatest players to wear the number 87 in BYU football history. Our four finalists for this were Lloyd Jones, Bob Larson, Micah Matsuzaki, and Mitchell Jurgen. So across a spectrum of covering BYU football from, what, the 1970s up till the 2010s, uh, because Mitchell Jurgen's obviously a standout player for BYU as a former walk-on, caught that memorable pass against Boise State, that Hail Mary from Tanner Mangum to upset the Broncos. Uh, Greg Rebell, and a big thank you to him for supporting the poll, actually retweeted this, uh, retweeted the Locked On Cougars podcast poll on Twitter and advocated for his guy, Mitchell Jurgens, who is now the color analyst, not the color analyst, he's the sideline analyst, excuse me, the sideline reporter for BYU football broadcast on the radio on the BYU Sports Network. And as a result, I think that bump got Mitchell Jurgens, who was already out to a pretty clear lead, to be the fan vote for the greatest player to wear the number 87 in BYU sports history. Mitchell Jurgens finished with 70.1% of the vote. Lloyd Jones came in with 6.8%. Bob Larson with 4%. And then Micah Matsuzaki with 19.2% to finish number two. I've been reading up on these players, and I knew a lot about guys like Micah Matsuzaki. He's actually one of the more underrated wide receivers I felt like in BYU history. But I think that the fan vote, picking Mitchell Jurgens, I think you can't go against that. Because Jurgens, for everything he accomplished as a former walk-on to the BYU football program, it was, it's pretty remarkable. There's no doubt about it, what he was able to do in a BYU Cougar uniform. His twin brother, Garrett Jurgens struggled with injury during his time as a Cougar. And uh, it was it was cool to see the two brothers playing together. But it's unfortunate that, uh, that Garrett didn't get to have the same type of career that Mitchell did. At a 5'10", 180-pound wide receiver, it, for what he accomplished in a BYU uniform with a total career receptions of 100, 1,234 yards, 8 touchdowns, he had a career long of 84 yards, and like I said, most memorably, that uh, Hail Mary he hauled in in the end zone from Tanner Mangum to beat Boise State. Pretty phenomenal career, and I think the fanville got it right here. The Mitchell Jurgens is the best player to wear the number 87 in BYU sports history. A couple other thoughts for you guys on guys who stood out on this. Lloyd Jones, funny enough, actually has the longest career reception average in BYU sports history. He played for the Cougars from 1978 to 1980 finishing his career with 69 receptions for a total of 1,544 yards. Well, that comes out to a career average of 22.4 yards per reception. Lloyd-Jones was a deep threat and phenomenal player out of Pomona, California. Finished with seven career touchdowns in a BYU uniform and a good player in his own right. Maiku Matsuzaki also had 91 career receptions for 1,604 yards, had 11 touchdowns. So in terms of the actual production in the late 80s to early 90s, playing with guys like Ty Detmer, had the most output, but a lot of receivers during that era with Ty Detmer put up some great numbers. So I, I think it was a, a pretty clear choice that uh, Micah Jur- Mitch- Micah Mitchell Jurgens is the greatest player to wear a BYU uniform wearing the number 87. But I wanted to give a special shout out to a guy who went on to great things as a coach, and that is Brian Billick, a former tight end for BYU from 1974 to 1976. He finished his BYU career with 46 receptions for 627 yards and three touchdowns. Not remarkable numbers, but what he did 
after BYU, going on into being a coach, ended up winning the Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens in the NFL. He's been back to BYU for a number of engagements over the years, but wanted to give a special shout-out to Brian Billick. But we are picking today here on the Locked On Cougars podcast, Mitchell Juergens as the greatest player to wear number 87 in a BYU uniform. All right, that'll do it for a June 8th edition of the podcast here in the year 2020. Big thank you once again for your continued support of the show as always. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Search us out, Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed is Jacob C. Hatch. You can search me out there. And if you want to weigh in with uh, via email anytime, you can do so by emailing us, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.